0: On this episode of This Old Company, Donna takes us through how to forge better relationships with your HRBPs. Will shows us how to hire better technical. Uh, Let's see. uh, Norm will show us how to shim a door. But first, we'll start with the age-old question. How exactly does one measure the employer brand? You'll learn all about it when we get back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at The War for Talent. That's at The War for Talent. Or on the Talent Cast website. Got a question, got a topic, got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, James Ellis here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this n- n- no one misses a This Old House joke like me. Uh, you got got to take your shots when you can. Um, so, uh, here we go. Uh, just so you housekeeping, going to be at... Um talent talent management summit in october in houston and i'm going to do it again in i want to say atlanta in january obviously i'll throw dates on the show notes if that's where you're going to be if that's what you're going to do also planning on being on the next talent brand alliance talent brand summit out in austin in march so that's what's going on with me if you feel like saying hello. Say hello! That's what you should do. That's why I do this stuff. So you can have a reason to say, hey, you're that guy who does that really nerdy podcast. And I say, yes. Um, I met someone just the other day who said, oh yeah, I mean, it's a little nerdy that I listen to your podcast. To which I said, what's more nerdy, listening to it or making it? Let us not kid. I am more nerdier than thou. Anywho, measuring employer brand is one of those complicated issues that never one ever really seems to answer the question of. And this comes up to me because as you know, as we mentioned last time, I have left the old day job. And one of the fun parts of leaving a job is you want to make sure it's in good hands. You want to make sure that the good work that you and your team has built and worked on and accomplished doesn't just start to fall apart just because you're not there. Um, They're going to put somebody else in that role that someone might be different from you. Well, in fact, it's almost statistically likely that they're different from you, they might be at a different level. They might have a different set of expectations. They might decide that, yeah, you were the former global head of employer brand, but the new person is going to be a manager of an employer brand and also an event planner. Who knows? You never can tell. You just have no way of knowing. So your job as you're walking out the door, or hopefully right before, uh, is to figure out how to really nail down and make sure the ship keeps moving in the right direction. The fastest way, I think, to do that – is to ensure some very standard metrics across the board right uh, what you measure is what matters right what gets measured is what matters That's the the old saw i don't know if that's tom peters or drucker or who said that or where it came from exactly i don't remember and i don't feel like looking it up at the moment but um it's true if you measure it that means that's what matters and if that's what's being measured you're going to game towards it so the goal is not to say how do i figure out what we need to measure the goal is to figure out what's gonna matter and figure how to measure it right unfortunately even with the uh, insane wave the tsunami of data that heads our way on a daily basis it's still very much about what do we have and let's make dashboards out of it right we're more we think our bosses are more impressed by more data how complicated how how uh, densely packed can we make our dashboards and the truth is That's a bad way to do it. Not only are you going to confuse people, you're gonna open the opportunity for people to miss what matters. If you put 20 pieces of data on a dashboard, which one is most important? If you're gonna put 20 pieces of of data on a dashboard and you're walking out the door, how do you know your team knows to focus on these three and know that these other three are just there to support, are just nice to have, they're just there to fill out the Dashboard, You know how it goes, right? We all play that game of of making ourselves look good, of puffing ourselves up, and puffing up our work just a little bit to make sure that people understand how incredibly important we are, right? It's not just me, is it? Nope, I'm pretty sure it's not. Anywho, um, so here's what I think happens. So so in, in, in 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 the efforts to ensure that the work continues when I'm not there, I realized that there are three things employer brand is doing. There right, are three big buckets that good, effective, useful, valuable employer brand is doing. And there are only three things. Now, you can break each of these three buckets about 17,000 different ways. And to some extent, one of them is not really all that quantifiable? But it's okay. It's okay if you understand that these are the big buckets and you're measuring those big buckets when you're reporting out. Not only are you ensuring that the work is getting done because you're showing what matters because you've identified the three ideas that you should be moving towards, you can make sure that everybody else knows understands it too, right? I mean, how many people still think you're the swag mistress or swag master that you're the one with the water bottles and the hoodies and the t-shirts and the stickers and the 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 Bo- bottle cozies or koozies, depending on where you're from, or the, the uh, the pop tops, the the beer, the, the bottle openers, or, you know, the pop sockets or the screen covers or whatever, you know, you're the person who has all the swag, and that's like maybe one, maybe two percent of your job, maybe even much less than that. But people understand swag, and so they think you're that's what your job is, and it's not. It's not your job. That's not your job. Of course, it's not your job. That is such an unimportant part of your job. It helps. It's nice. It's useful. You got to have some swag now and then, but it's not the important part of your job, right? If your boss doesn't know what you're doing or doesn't understand your job the way you understand your job, and frankly, that's most of us, I think. As you leave, who knows what tasks are going to be assigned by your boss to your replacement, and they might have nothing to do with employer brand. And if you were anything like me, you kind of, shaped and forged what this role was supposed to be and frankly what employer brand was because the field is still being invented, especially here in the States. It's a little more uh, uh, structured in Europe, but for whatever reason, it's definitely very much an evolving process here in the States. So I think if you have good metrics and understand what those metrics are there to do, you're much more likely to have your your successor continue the good work. And frankly, that makes you look good because you get to say, hey, look, it, what i was doing was so amazing it just kept going right you didn't have to do a huge left turn or right turn or pivot or anything like that so what are the three buckets great question thanks for asking very simply extend the reach enhance the sentiment support internal there you go thanks for listening gotta go bye oh oh wait you want more okay i guess if you're gonna be demanding about it in your free podcast you want more uh clearly the coffee has kicked in uh for those of you running I don't understand you. Anyway, um, people tell me they jogged to this podcast, I do not get you. So far so good? Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. But, if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring. Either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. So, extend reach right remember the employer brand is a bird's nest it is based on what's found around them if people are looking to understand what your brand is about they're gonna Google you and they're gonna Glassdoor you and they're gonna LinkedIn you and they're gonna indeed you and they're gonna do all sorts of other software as verb you right they're gonna do all sorts of research they're gonna understand friends and family and their relationships with the news and the consumer interactions and recruiters and all this other stuff your job is to ensure that the bird's nest has the right material to make the right kind of bird's nest. The bird's nest that you want them to make you have no control over except you can insert more of the right materials to if not ensure then certainly influence the proper direction of that nest. So, extending reach. If you have zero reach that is if no one knows about you, if your stories, if your videos, if your social posts, if your uh, press releases, if your pictures of people on Instagram, you know, the the person you have in a chicken outfit holding a sign outside your door. If no one sees them, well, gosh, you're done, aren't you? (laughs) No amount of sentiment changes if you have no reach. If you're not speaking to someone, if you're in an empty room, who exactly are you influencing? And if you're paying for it, well, okay, you're buying reach, but you're interrupting people, right? That's not the same as reach. Just because you're pushing in front of them to put a commercial in between you know in the middle of their facebook video or youtube video or an ad inside their feed to demand their attention people don't want that they're not expecting that you're an interruption to them i don't even know that you call that so-called reach what is reach well how many people are going to your website how many people how many people are coming to your career site if you have a third site that's content based like mine was a people site if you were how many people are coming to that site how many people are clicking around where are they coming from how do you enhance if some people are coming from Facebook great how do you make more are they the right people you want to make more of should you be focused on more people from Instagram should you be focused on more people from Indeed should you be focused on more people from Glassdoor Do that list, do the math on that all day long, extend your reach. Tell stories so compelling people want to share them. Tell stories so compelling that you can encourage people to share, that you can encourage people to click, that people are seeing value in them. It's not just here's a job, here's a job, here's a job because we've already discussed that's spamming and that's bad and you're better than that, people. You are. I believe in you. I have faith in you. You are better than the kind of person who just say, hey, I have a job, hey, I have a job, hey, I have a job. Nobody cares. Everybody knows everybody has jobs. The jobs are out there. The jobs are not secret. You're not hiding them from anybody, so shut up. Talk about something that matters to them, right? So extend the reach. Now inside that bucket, there are plenty of metrics you can play with, so if you're investing in Facebook. and. Valid strategy, not my favorite necessarily, but it's a completely valid strategy. Measure your reach. How many people are seeing your posts? How many people are clicking the post? When they click, how many pages are they getting to? You want to give a sense of how many people, right? It's just a pure volume number. How many people are seeing you? Because until they see you, you can't start to influence the second bucket, which is sentiment, meaning how generally positive do they see you? now? This is the place where Glassdoor loves to come in and say, well, you know I have the answer to that, and I say, yeah, not completely, so stop pretending you do. And I like Glassdoor, it has a definite value, Uh, I've definitely invested in it and I've definitely used it, full disclosure, and I have friends who work there, whatever, but it's not the end-all be-all. If you have a four or a three or a three-five or what have you, that is not the end-all be-all of your sentiment right? You have lots of other ways of impacting it. They're not always the easiest to measure but you've got net promoter scores, NPS. You've got um, satisfaction scores. You've got um, how people are responding to you on the internet, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, LinkedIn, what have you. How many people are, are responding and sharing the content? How many people are liking your content? When you put it on your site, are they sharing it to social? Do they see it as positive enough to share with their friends? Organically, that's powerful sentiment, right? If you're a public company, your stock price has something to do with it. If you're a company with a consumer good, consumer interactions and news has something to do with it. Your customer satisfaction has something to do with it. You don't control it by any means. If you and again, I always make the joke that if uh, any one person has to- has enough control to influence every aspect of employer brand, that person's called the CEO, uh, and they're usually too busy to worry about just the employer brand. Em- employer brand comes from everywhere, so your job is to plant more of these seeds in more of these places to more of these people that are generally more positive. Now, if people think you're Satan and people think that you are evil incarnate as a company. You're in for it, right? That's a tough, tough road to ha- hoe, so to speak. You have to reframe, and you have to find a way to say, you know what? And then think to Amazon. I love Amazon. Everybody knows I keep, keep bringing up Amazon because it's such an obvious answer. Two years ago, three years ago, when that news – oh, gosh, it is more than two years ago now – when that news story came out about how, what a horrible place it was to work, they said, yes, all those things are true, except they had a different perspective on it, that they wanted to hire people who love to be pushed and love to be challenged, Fast forward to two weeks ago when it comes out that they paid for bots to spam or they paid for other people to spam Twitter with how wonderful it is to work in their warehouses. And they're bullshitting. Ah. So there are ways, if people see you as negative, if there are ways of of helping influence people who don't think you're a positive place to work, to influence that. Look, it's not for everybody. It's for a certain kind of person. That is an absolutely valid strategy. You just have to figure out... What kind of people would work for you? What the what the value is, right? That's why people tend to confuse employer brand with vet employer value proposition as if they're one and the same. But you know, and the EVP is is a tiny piece. It's a it's a focal point of the broader concept of an employer brand. So if you understand why people would want to work for you and what you're offering that's special or different from other other people, go for it. It's not an Amazon problem. It's everybody's problem. If you don't understand why anybody would want to apply for you, and remember. In this, especially in the US, there are more open recs than people to fill them. Thus, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get somebody, let alone somebody good. You're looking for volunteers. You're looking for people who are willing to choose you, who are willing to give up their time for you because the money's not the issue. The money can come from 10 other places. Why you? And if you can't answer that, go back to other podcasts and re-listen. I don't know. You've got a lot of work to do. That's fine. So enhance sentiment you want to push the sentiment in the right direction it's not just positive or negative it's about do people see you as a positive place to work for X, right? For example, again, back to Amazon, do people see you as a place where you can pioneer, where you can be innovative, where you can be challenged? If people started to think – if Amazon started to push out press releases about how cozy it was to work there, one, it undercuts its complete message so far. And people go, oh, uh, that's bullshit. I don't believe that for a word. That's marketing crap and I don't believe it and what dilutes their message and it 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 doesn't align with who they are and what they've already talked about if they start to talk about because we are pushing our people and because we're challenging our people we are able to do amazing things like a b and c that's right fantastic the five percent nation of people who love that idea will flock to you and that's the answer you don't amazon doesn't want everybody it doesn't even want everybody talented it wants the people who love to be challenged you love to play the puzzle games on a sunday night right every job every company has a different pitch a different reason whether it's work-life balance whether it's high salary whether it's status or technology or cool tools or access or impact or whatever it is you have something your job as the employer brand owner is to figure it out right okay figure it out and that's how you measure your sentiment third bucket, and this is the one that's hard to quantify, but I think it's a it's a bit of a magnifier. It's a multiplier of the other two. I don't know that I'd measure your efforts on how you're supporting internal re- resources, but the better you support your internal resources, the higher your outcomes in the first two buckets. This is why I put it in the bucket. It's not a metric per se, but by measuring it and reminding your boss, your team, your recruiting teams, your company, that this is important to you, you can explain why. For example, if you're supporting recruiters, and frankly, you should be, I don't know how one does employ your brand without first thinking of their recruiters. Obviously you want to think about candidates and you want to think about business owners and you want to think about all marketing and comms and all the other teams in there, but recruiters are your first clientele. If you're doing your job, they will feel it first If you've got a powerful, positive, strong employer brand out there, it's going to be much easier for them to do their work. Sorcerers are going to have a much easier time reaching out to people because people will go, oh, cool, I've heard about you. You're cool. I want to talk to you. And Lord knows we'd all want that, right? Sorcerers' sorcerers job, not sorcerers. That's a different thing. Sorcerers' jobs are much easier when people actually want to work in that company right i don't you know the, the, think of the top brand they have no problems getting people to respond their response rate to outreach emails are much higher than yours because they have strong employer brands on top of which your recruiters are talking to so many people who are in the market and are listening and absorbing and consuming the information that forms their perception of your employer brand. This is not a passive process. If I'm interviewing at your company damn straight I'm going to your glass door, damn straight I'm looking at your social, damn straight I'm looking at your websites and your career sites and all the other stuff and I'm googling you and I'm looking at Google image search to see what your building's like and to go to Quora to see if anybody talks about you and Yelp and and all these places. Damn right I'm doing that feed them feed your recruiters material so for example if your recruiter is trying to hire a product manager and let's be fair who isn't give them a good story about a project manager product manager hey This is a product manager. They're 27 years old. They've only been here two years, but they completely own this piece of the roadmap. If this is the kind of thing you want as a product manager, if you want ownership and control of a roadmap, you really should talk to us. And by the way, that's their real name. And by the way, that's their real title. And it will take you about four and a half seconds to find them on LinkedIn and social media and confirm what we're talking about. And maybe even reach out to them and ask them questions and they get to be your ambassadors. And that happens when the recruiter says, hey, we're looking for a product manager. Here, meet another product manager to see if this is the kind of place you'd like to be. Support your recruiters. That can be in the form of better interview training. Hey, let's remember candidate experience is part of the ecosystem of employer brand. If your employer brand stops at the moment of application, you're doing it wrong. You are completely <laughs> missing out. You are bringing the horse to water and then walking away. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You have to follow through. Seeing the whole board allows you to understand there are better, more sources of your candidates other than a job board, other than inbound. You can go reach out to these people. You can spark conversations, but part of it is if people hated the interview process, you've just burned a bridge. They're never talking to you. And if that makes it harder for you to establish an employer brand or to strengthen employer brand, and by the way, it does, if people talking smack about you because they had a shitty interview because the hiring manager wouldn't stop looking at their damn phone, and I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot. Isn't that interesting? If they wouldn't stop looking at their phone, that reflects on you. You have to figure out where the problems are. Now, you're not going to make an amazing candid experience and that's the employer brand. In a lot of ways, a candid experience is about removing obstacles, removing um, things that reject and things that push people away. You're not going to have someone who is like, I'm kind of on the fence, but the candid experience was amazing, so I'm totally in love with them. Eh, no. Candid experience is one of those things where you want to shoot for slightly better than neutral and that's 90% of the work. Having an amazing candid experience is expensive and hard and messy and tough to do, requires a lot of work. Maybe it's not the place you want to spend a lot of time. I don't know. I'm not you. But anyway. The whole process is impacting the employer brand, and so you have to figure out interview training. What about referrals? What about um, ambassadors? What about social ambassadors? What about getting business managers to talk about, hey, we have this opening? Hey, meet another ex, meet another finance person, meet another accountant, meet another developer, meet another customer service person, whatever it is they're hiring for, meet more of us. Get a sense of what we're all about. If you can't tap into your internal resources because you're not supporting them, your job is infinitely harder. And I do not use the word infinitely lightly there. Infinitely harder. If you are charged with your employer brand and you pretend it's all on your back and only you can change it, you're screwed. You are toast. You've got to get a lot of allies around the company and around the business, and I'd start with your recruiters. Get on board. Help them. Write them better job descriptions. Build a library of job descriptions. Make their lives easier. Why? If they have a little more time, that time can come back to you. They can be ambassadors. They can be sharing material. They can be giving you notes of what ways to make things better or what resources they need and not complain. And they, they, won't, they can stop complaining about I have no time because you've given them a little more time. And in return, you they will give you some of that time. If you have a good army built, that's how you make it better so that one's hard to measure you want to measure inputs on that one here here's all the work we did on developing a referral program here's all the work we did developing interview training here's all the work we did these things are moving look more people have taken the referral the interview training more people are dropping referrals in more people are you're showing some impact but that's about that's an internal metric that's all about how do I you know how am I supporting these these ideas of reach and sentiment. Remember, right? If you're focused on referrals and your everybody in the company knows that they should be sending their best friend to you, that extends the reach. These are people who are going to be reading your stories and going to your social and going to your LinkedIn and what have you to read more about you, to learn more about you and consider you, right? An referrals process isn't inherently good, I mean, kind of is, but really it's about supporting reach. And then when they learn more about you, when they go back to their friend, they say, what is this company really like? And the friend says good things because they work there and they like to be there. That increased sentiment. Congratulations. Two two birds, one stone, right? One project can hit lots of different things. You can have lots of different outputs, but again, hard to measure that. But the key here being your boss, your business, your stakeholders, your partners, your team, your reports, everybody has to understand what employer brand is about is these three big ideas extend your reach enhance the sentiment and support internal processes right where does swag fit into that Eh, yeah exactly right (laughs) you can kind of say maybe a little bit about internal support maybe a little bit increasing sentiment certainly not about reach um events all about a reach, all about extending the reach extent changing the sentiment changing the story all your efforts have to be going towards those three things so that every quarter, or every year, or whenever you do it and you have to report out what you're doing, you should have three clear buckets. And in each one of those buckets, we did this, we did this, we did this. Show how it all forms a bigger picture. If you think better metrics comes by having a bigger dashboard and having a more complex dashboard, you're simply going to confuse the issue and open the door for people to tell you or your predecessor or your successor what your job is supposed to be. And nobody knows what this job is supposed to be better than us, simply put. All right. There we go. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I will see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team, share it with your boss, share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent at the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.